Welcome to Running Poles. I'm Naren Angus. And I'm T. Statman. If Coach ever heard what we were actually thinking. Or drinking. We would definitely be running. Leave the bath in Stillwater. Carrie Everly just threw her first <laughs> career no-hitter. This is a hustle fight right here by Statman. And she gets in just under the tag. She drove that ball out deep to left center, and we've got a brand new ball game. Statman just not pulling the trigger on that. Looks like it could have been slightly low. And with two strikes, that's one you have to protect on. This week, everybody, it's just us, just me and Marin. Woohoo! We have friends. <laughs> not really. <laughs> Welcome to Running Polls, everybody. I'm T. Statman. I'm Marin Angus. What are we drinking this week? Okay, listen. <laughs> listen. Tailgate Brewery in Nashville is officially my favorite place to go. Okay. They have a strawberry banana snack, which is a sour. Can you mail that? I think I, I'm, I can try. It tastes like a smoothie, but it's beer, and it's freaking delicious. Like, it is, I, I, I can't even describe it. Like, it literally is that good. I went on the lake this weekend, took one with me, took one. It's a four-pack. It's high, higher gravity, so it's a four-pack instead of a six-pack. Okay. But, oh my goodness, it was just so good. But, yes, yeah, so, T, what are you drinking? I have a sparkling ice, you know, the like sparkling water soda things. What flavor? Cherry limeade. Mm. Add some nugget ice and it's like you're at Sonic all over again. Literally. So there's a lot going on. Lots of baseball. Love it. I've seen your cutout on TV. It's pretty great. <laughs> I posted another photo of myself today on Twitter and people are getting a little upset that I keep posting photos of my cutout. Yes. But I'm so excited about it. Like, do you, do you understand that me being in Nashville and having myself on TV at Dodger Stadium every night is so cool? But it's not like people can see you. <laughs> you're in, you're this big. You're the size of an ant. And on no, TV. last night you could see me. You could see me last night. My mom got a pretty good screenshot. I posted that All as right. well. And yesterday I got my Joe Kelly Fight Club shirt for Josh. Oh, you got one. I bought him one. So, so excited. You got your Joe Kelly Fight Club shirt. Does it have his face on it though? That's the real question. It does not. It was... A tie between the Funky Muncie shirt and the Joe Kelly fight slash fan club shirt. And I just really wanted him to have the fight, fight fan club. Did you see the Astros gotten another fight since then? Yes, it, it's fantastic. Well, so the players started yelling at the coach, chirping at the coach. Someone was chirping at who? And then the coach kind of peaced out while they're all fighting. Because obviously, if you're a coach, you're not supposed to be fighting and engaging with the players but also if they're talking crap what do you do dude Wuriano from the A's freaking made a beeline for the dugout right I was I watched and he got taken out by a catcher who looked like he should have been a linebacker and 
I'm waiting because you know, you know this guy from Oakland is gonna get suspended and fined. Meanwhile, is just gonna be hanging out with no questions asked. They're not gonna have to serve any type of suspension. They're not gonna have any fines because they're freaking invincible. What's immunity? That's the word, immunity. That's what Manfred gave them, gave them immunity. So now they can do whatever they want. Let's talk about the fact that Mike Fires, the guy that ratted them out for cheating, plays for Oakland. Do you think the five batters that Houston hit against Oakland was because the ball accidentally slipped? I mean, the ball accidentally slipped out of Joe Kelly's hand and almost hit Bregman. That's fine. He got suspended eight games. But I could go on this rant for days. I'm fired up now. Five guys in one game. Nothing. Nothing. No suspension. No fine. No. No. What? Who? Who's controlling all this crap? And Manfred. Is there some sort of weird nepotism going on with Manfred? Loves the Astros. Why? Everyone hates them now, except for Rob Manfred and the people who are fans of Houston. Apparently, no. How's hockey going? How's hockey going? <laughs> Go Coyotes! You know, uh, Predators look like a uh, sack of shit. <laughs> and uh, tip my hat to tap the stick. Tap the stick for the, the Coyotes because they looked pretty good. Uh, but I tell you what, that the qualifying round, my favorite series was Columbus and Toronto. There were a ton of upsets, correct? There were. There were. And I would I would consider that an upset. It went five games. It was the only series that went five games. Mm-hmm. And it was just – it was back and forth. It was awesome. I thought the Blue Jackets, outstanding. John Tortorella, I think we talked about it last week. He is one of my favorite coaches, so when I see him – succeed and I see him take out take out someone like Toronto in the first round in Toronto I think that's just great and the Hurricanes were the first team to make it all the way through they swept the Rangers which was pretty awesome because as everybody knows those are the two teams I follow the Canes and the Preds you know I put money on both of them last summer and uh, the payout is larger for the Canes so let's go Canes there you go. Did you watch any of it? I turned it on when you were like, I didn't realize they were still playing the Preds or the Preds and the Coyotes were still playing. And because my dad called me and he's like, oh, Marin's not going to be happy. I was like, they're still playing. And then I turned it on and listened to it while I was baking. And I never actually really watched it. I'm so disappointed. It's not the same as baseball. I don't know. But, like, there's nothing better than sitting at a live hockey game. Yeah, I agree. I think being at a hockey game is just so – it's different, and especially where you go. I've been to games that, in seven different cities now, mm-hmm. and each one's different. Each one's unique. And I just I, – I actually – I was nervous 
I don't know why I was nervous because I, I'm not playing, but I think I was a little nervous to see how it would play out, right? Because these guys right. haven't, they haven't been playing for months. And mm-hmm. how is it going to play out when you have everybody in, in the bubble? How's the bubble going to work? How are you going to keep them inside? What? And you know, it's working. It's working, unlike other sports where it is not working. Like baseball. Going to the casinos or the strip club, you know, those guys, they're on the road with each other a lot. They're thinking tired of looking at you, man. Let's go look at, let's go look at something else. Cause it wasn't just one guy that went multiple guys. It was multiple players. They go shocker. They caught something, came back. Surprised it wasn't just COVID. Right. So (laughs) here we are teams you got the marlins that are down to three players <laughs> what do they have like 13 of their own guys something something crazy like that calling up yeah olympians of other sports to come play for them crazy stuff and see that's why that's the reason why college football will not work it just won't work because i've already heard instances on Twitter from a sports writer that I know who also drives Uber, who's driving these football players to parties. So you can't do a bubble and you have these guys going out to parties. See, I, I predicted this with the party thing. They're still going to go out and be college kids. And you can't separate them from the general population because then everyone gets all up in arms with, are they really students? They're student athletes. But you can't separate them from everybody because where are they going to be? Are they going to sleep in their team room? Sleep on the grass on the football stadium? Outside? Team bonding? Camping. They're going to pitch a tent on the 50-yard line, top of the logo. They're going to protect that logo because now they only have conference games. So... Well, uh, we find out on Tuesday. I don't know when I'm going to post this, but tomorrow will be our Tuesday. And apparently, Pac-12 and Big Ten are going to announce the cancellation of their football season after the MAC did. So the MAC did the other day on Saturday. The Ivy League's already pieced out long ago because they're smarter than everybody else. They also don't have athletic scholarships in the Ivy League. They're true. It's a different brand of student athlete there. So let's not knock them. They're they're real student athletes. Yes, yes, that is what they are. They are student athletes. But yeah, the Mac canceling, I was surprised, honestly, because the Mac for football is a group of five that they're always in it. They're in bowl games. They're, they're playing the power fives. They're knocking off power fives. So for them to cancel, almost like the opposite reaction is happening because you would think the power five would say their piece first outside of the Ivies, but instead it was a mid-major conference that decided to cancel the season, postpone all fall sports, and now the Power Five is following in their footsteps. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like the SEC is trying to get a delay and then have teams join them with exclusive TV contracts and all this jazz, but if they can't separate people from the general population – especially with school coming back, at least at Arizona, people still signed 
their lease agreements. So they're still going to go back to school because unless they're paying for it somewhere else and whatever, they're going to come back to school. So either all these football players have to be like, okay, I'm not going to go out because it's about just my school and my sport and that's it. That'd be great. But do you think that's going to happen? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. These football players, man, I hate, I hate to generalize. Let me, let right. me say that. I hate to generalize because not all football players are the same. There are some that are there to get an education to go along with what the future may hold. But for the most part, they're, they're just there to make money. They're there. They're there to get themselves through to the NFL. They're there. That's, that's how they look at it. Now, if this, if they do cancel football, my question is what's next, right? The NFL has, has rules in place to not let these guys play right out of high school, but who's to say that they don't try playing in the XFL, which doesn't have these rules. And Dwayne the Rock Johnson just bought the XFL. Could this be something that holds the potential of being almost like a minor league for the NFL? There are a lot of people that aren't meant to go to college. They just don't like school. They hate it. And they just want to go on and play their sport, which is what they're essentially forced to do. Some of them finish their education if they go on to the league. Some of them don't. But I don't think they should be pigeonholed to have to go to college instead of going to some sort of league, development league, whatever it is. And if the XFL XFL provides kind of a training ground for that, that's amazing for those guys. I look at my experience in college uh, with football players in my classes, and it's more, and it's like, how did you end up here? How did you get right. in? Right. <laughs> that that happens, and it's tough because the education education does provide a way out for a lot of these guys. But some guys just don't care. They don't care. They find a way to pass. My computer. I remember my laptop crashed my sophomore year, like right when I got back to school. It just mm-hmm. it ate shit. It was bad. I was panic mode. So I would go use the business office in my apartment complex. And I got on the computer to write a paper. And the person that was on the computer before me had left theirs open. And it was Vontaze Perfect, who now plays for the Bengals and has been suspended who knows how many times and it's gotten in all this trouble. But I remember I he left his paper open and sitting there on the desktop and I just started reading it and I thought to myself, man, he probably got an A on this where <laughs> U is spelt with the letter U and R spelt with the letter R and uh oh. And you think to yourself, I worked my ass off to get an A on my paper. Meanwhile, this guy is getting his school paid for to write papers like this. I mean, we don't know what he got, but we don't know. He probably passed his class. Yeah. I'm sure someone looked over his paper. Probably. I would hope so. But yeah, no, I really hope the XFL could be a training ground. It's just like when you could draft people out of high school for the NBA. Uh, It's a great, it's a great, especially because... You don't have to go to college. There's so many other alternatives. You could work. You could go to trade school, community college. You don't have to go to a four-year university 
right out of high school, just in general as a person. So why should you force these athletes to go to this one specific thing? Yeah, I think some of it is to have the players develop. They need to get stronger. They need to get, you know, they need to mature a little bit. But at the same time, you know, maybe the XFL does open this door because that will allow that too. That will allow them to mature. It'll allow them to learn the game at a higher pace. And quite honestly, if colleges are going to be struggling for money, save that scholarship money that you may be giving to someone who won't be there. If they're thinking, I'm not going to come, I want to skip college, go play in the XFL, you know, give it to give it. You can give that money to someone else. You can give it at a, you could give someone a different number scholarship. I, you know, it's. Yeah. Like you shouldn't force kids to go to college. You don't want to go to college when there are plenty of other athletes who right. definitely know that they're not going to go pro. They know they're not going to go pro and they just want that education. Right. Which a majority of these guys won't go pro anyways, but don't tell them that. Right. That's true. They like a lot of these guys go in with that dream, but they come out with this education, which is fantastic. It's just reality. It's distorted for some. It's a distorted reality. The reality that we're going to have a full football season this fall. It's not going to happen. No. And I'll be honestly surprised if we have winter in spring sports. The Pac-12 was talking about how they were prepared to give a one up to a $1 billion loan to their member schools if there's not a football season to help pay for these other sports. We don't know if they'll have these sports anyways with how coronavirus is going, but what if they just canceled the season in advance, not fired everybody, but furloughed everyone for a year or some type of reduced pay so they can kind of save up the money for next year? Because honestly, it's looking like this year could ruin college sports forever. It really could. And I think... I think there are different ways that you can go about this, but with, with the immediate future. So football is that. And if your school doesn't have football, then it's men's basketball. Right. And if we don't have a football season and we don't have a NCAA tournament for men's basketball, I don't think anybody will truly be able to recover because a lot of the sports already operate at a deficit for the Mm -hmm. universities. So if this is the case for another year and there's no March Madness and there's no big TV contracts and there's no big payday for anybody, we're going to look at a lot of small schools losing a lot of sports and we're going to see the end of some athletic departments in general. We've already seen a couple schools shut down. We've seen programs get cut We've seen some programs come back, but it's just, if this really does happen, then NCAA won't recover. Right. The power five will have to almost break. The power five will have to break away from the NCAA and operate as a different business. How does that work? Because so the NCAA is like your grandparents, basically. So they're your grandparents. And then your parents are the conferences. And then the schools are like the kids. Mm -hmm. How does breaking away from the NCAA benefit these member schools or conferences? 
be, I think it's because they operate on, on such a, a, a higher budget. Yeah, I know like a lot of people on Twitter are talking about like the NCAA is going to cease to exist. I'm like, I don't understand like well, how because though. People are making this argument now where their players are unionizing, which is what... Which is stupid. <laughs> like you're getting a 50 at least. If you're going to like USC or wherever, you're getting a 16000 whatever dollar education every single year. Every single year. Like, let me just give you that cash up front if you don't think you're making any money. And you're also paying for these other sports to exist. Oh, don't, get, don't get me. Don't, don't. I already made a convention corner video on the money thing. It's just people, I don't think these people realize that what you were saying, most sports operate on a deficit and all the money comes from football and whatever. There's less than 12 schools that actually make some sort of breaking even profit type deal. It seems like a cash cow on the outside, but in reality, I mean, yeah, you could totally cut the football coach that's making $2 million. You can totally cut that salary to something more realistic or whatever. But as a whole, paying for these programs is so expensive. And we're talking about programs. We're familiar We're with softball. That's our thing. That's what we've been a part of. Softball is not a headcount sport. There are 12 scholarships and most coaches do not get paid very well. And we're talking about schools right now that keep cutting budgets from the athletic department. Well, they're cutting salaries from coaches who are, who aren't making a lot as it is. If you're the head coach of a division one program, I think you should be making close to six figures regardless of the school that you're at. I think yes. that's fair. That's a fair thing to say is, hey, I'm the head coach at this university for this sport, period. We shouldn't have to be talking about the head coach of a Division One program making less than 60 and having their salary get cut 10% right. every couple months. Target these Football, basketball, what, like, what's minus a couple hundred thousand at some point? Right. And it's tough because of the standard of whatever the football standard for head coach payment, whatever. But they're not pros. They're college guys. I know it's dealing with a lot, but. And what if your football team sucks? Because that's right. the thing, too. If your football team sucks, you're fighting to play football right now. Why? You don't sell tickets. You lose a bunch of games. And then what about the sports on campus that are winning? What about those? You're going to take those away to fight for your football team that is operating at a much larger deficit than your other sports? I don't. Especially now because the butts can't be in the seats. Right. If you're not, and if you weren't selling tickets, then you're not going to sell tickets now. So I understand that these power five schools sell tickets, right? But Vanderbilt doesn't. Vanderbilt's a power five. They're an SEC school. They struggle to sell football tickets, yet Mm -hmm. they can sell men's basketball tickets. They can sell baseball. But to say that losing a football season at Vanderbilt would affect the rest of the athletic department, probably not. They're already in the shitter. You've got, you've got plenty, you've got schools all around, you know, well, what about schools that don't have 
I know we when T and I talked on the phone the other day, I brought up Washington State. For some reason, that school just sticks out in my mind when I think about like Pac-12 athletics. Yeah. Because it has football. Um, they don't have softball. They don't have softball. So that's why they don't stick out to me. I always forget about them because they're not the softball team. I mean, do they even have baseball? They do have baseball. I remember seeing their baseball team in a hotel. They've got basketball. You just never hear about them. Right. So let's look. Men's men's sports, baseball, basketball, cross-country, football, golf, women's sports, basketball, cross-country, golf, rowing, soccer, swimming, tennis, track and field, and volleyball. So if your football team, they just lost their head coach in the off, after last season to Mississippi State. And mm-hmm. if, if this is what's going on, I mean, are they going to sell tickets? How are they going to support the rest of their sports? And uh, the – these small towns, like Tucson's totally a college town, like supporting these small towns, same with Auburn. It's going to be yes. devastating to the economy. Tuscaloosa? You talk about Tuscaloosa, Oxford, Auburn. Everything's just going to be dead for a year. Just Can we fast forward? <laughs> Let's just fast forward a year. Honestly, these past five months of quarantine have gone by so quickly. So can we just make those next six months, seven months go by just... I know. I thought about that the other day. It's gone by so fast and we're not doing anything. How, how is that a, how is that even possible? We had no sports from March until a couple weeks ago. Cause we were spent most of our time complaining about how there was no sports. Yeah. We were complaining about how there were no sports and now we're complaining about how sports are operating. Right. Or failing to operate or failing to operate. Yeah. If you know, with baseball, do you think they're going to go the full season? I do. I really think so. I know a lot of people think not so much, but I really do think they're going to last the full. It's 60 games in a postseason. That's how long. So you make it seem not that long, but that's how long our softball season is. I know, but for baseball, when you normally play 182 games plus a, or 162 games, whatever. That's so many games. 162 games in a postseason season it's quick it's a lot of people hitting astros players so funny do you think we'll have fans in the stands at all no on tv i was watching espn too and they had rugby on from new zealand and then they had australian rules football on espn on saturday night i think and new zealand hasn't had any cases of covid and they packed the stands it's like seventeen thousand people there and it was live and I had to look up to make sure it was live because obviously no mask. Everyone's having a great time at this rugby match. When COVID is very, very low in the United States, like when we're seeing maybe 10 cases, may, maybe like less than 10 cases a day or less than 10 cases a week or something, maybe. There's a real possibility that we don't have fans in the stands for another year at the rate we're going. God damn it, get on the line! Now it's time for the Kvetching Corner. Welcome to the Kvetching Corner. I could kvetch about anything. What do you want me to kvetch about? Not that we've been doing this the whole time. Of course not. But, Marin... What am I kvetching about this week? Yes. It's not a secret. I've talked about it. My my issues 
with the Dodgers that go beyond the field. So I'm emailing our ticket rep. Okay. Thinking that she can help me get a photo, a better photo of my cutout. Right? I just want a photo of it. Oh, like a nice photo? Yeah. I want a nice photo. I want you to tell me that it's in the stands. I want it to be ready in case I caught a home run, maybe. Because that's happened. These cutouts that get Mm -hmm. home runs that take their heads off. They catch them. Yeah. Their face. So my ticket rep is emailing back generic robotic answers. Please refer to this website for any questions regarding your cutout. And I finally said enough's enough. And I emailed her back and said, listen. Listen, lady. Listen here. Listen here, Missy. No, I'm just kidding. I emailed her back and said, our family has had a season ticket account for 43 years. The least you could do is speak to me like a human and not like a robot. I simply asked two questions and you did not answer either of them. So please tell me if you can find, if you know about my cutout, here's where I bought it for. I don't know where it's going to end up in that section because you could only pick the section. You couldn't pick your actual seat. That was randomly selected. And the Dodgers aren't posting photos of the cutouts online until the section is full. Okay. So that's when she finally responded with, I've been working from home since the pandemic. Um, Blah, 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 blah. I said, that's all you had to say from the get go. You didn't have to email me back and sound like you wanted no part in emailing one of your oldest accounts. I mean, let's be real. 43 years season tickets that's a long time that's older than both of us almost combined yeah so that's all that's what i have to kvetch about so i was just really fed up with the we are united campaign i was just so fed up with the pac-12 all these these boys men boy men guys because all of them are juniors retro juniors seniors that filled this out that are like, we want 50% of the revenue. I'm like, you're going to get like $3 (laughs) like each guy (laughs) because all the money goes to other sports. And the beginning, there are some things in there that are completely valid, like COVID precautions or being able to sit out a year if you choose to, like that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And they talked about the name image likeness thing, which I didn't realize wasn't until officially 2023. The whole thing, I feel like these guys are just really overvaluing themselves. Yeah. As a whole. And because I probably would have, I could have tried to make some money, but I probably would have gotten like a free t-shirt or a meal every once in a while or something stupid, like an Instagram ambassadorship where I make no money. Right. Can try to get free stuff, but obviously like the top 5% might be able to get like real money money. Yeah. Overall, they're just asking for things because they feel I feel like there's like an entitlement to whatever, like, yes, they bring in a lot of money to the university, but you're getting your education. Is your education worth nothing? Tell that to all, some of your teammates who might be in debt, thousands and thousands of dollars. Tell that to the regular student who could be thousands and thousands of dollars in debt. And you get your 
your living expenses paid for. You're, like It's like you get all your needs taken care of. It might not be all your wants, but if you're not a burden, especially if you're a scholarship athlete, if you're not a burden on your family at home, like what more could you want? Because you're a college athlete. You're not a professional. We've been kvetching for a while. I know. Well, it's been real. It's been fun. But uh, I got to watch some baseball and some hockey now. Got to figure out who's going to win this draft lottery tonight for the NHL. Could be the Preds. Could not be. We'll see. Very valid. Give us a five-star rating and subscribe to the Running Pools podcast on your favorite podcasting service. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even Apple Podcasts. Woohoo! Please give us a five-star review and leave a little comment so we know that you're listening. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Running Pulse Pod and on our website at runningpulsepodcast.com. Because the same five commercials play for every event right now, it right. seems like. Like and the Adina Mandel commercial. <laughs> And a fresh cup of joe. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I read that wrong. Oh, yeah.